0: We are in the midst of a series discovering the will of God. It's so important to discover the will of God because he made us, he knows best what is best for us. And that's why discovering his will is amazing and important. I'm glad you're watching online. I'm glad you guys are here and I'm glad you guys are up there. And one way how he speaks and reveals his dreams to us is through dreams and visions. Who likes dreams and visions? Yes. Some people. I had a crazy dream last night. I don't wanna, I don't wanna experience that dream. <laughs> but like he has dreams and visions for our lives. Let's read together in, um, in Acts, because in Acts we read about a prophecy that was spoken way before Jesus was born. And then when Jesus was born, he came all to pass because the spirit of God was poured out at Pentecost. So we read, in the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men and women, Will dream dreams. You know, it doesn't say here, don't make a theology out of it to say like old men only dream and young men only see visions. That's not what he really wants to say. What he wants to say is he will speak through different ways to us. Amen? Amen? He will reveal his thoughts for our lives in a way that we hear it. And it might not be the same for you as it is for me. It might be a vision, a picture, a thought for you, and it might be a dream for you. But he speaks to us, and he reveals his dream and his will. Let's take, I take you back to last week. We learned that you know God has a will. He has a plan for our life. It's, a, it's it, his perfect will for our life that he revealed to us, we read about it in the, in, in the Bible, he created us, he made us, he formed us, he had a purpose for our life, he does have a purpose for our life. And another way how he reveals his, his will is through his word, the Bible. It's like a light beam that shows a way. But then the third one is the personal will, his plan for our life, and that's like a dream Very far away. We see a picture and he reveals something that he wants to do with and through my life. And we see something and as we see that, it gives us direction. Because I could walk a step towards here. I could walk a step towards here, but that shows me direction, I take one step. Because I thought, you know, this step here is most likely towards that direction. I still don't know all the steps towards a dream God has for my life, but I take the step that is closest to that direction and I'm one step closer to my dream. And then more and more, I walk towards my dream to have that tattoo. No, 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 no. But God has a dream. He has a picture for our life that fits our frame. Do you get that? Why don't we take a look in history? Because God spoke through dreams and vision all through history. It all started with Abraham, right? Abraham, he was like, when I was outside, like me, yesterday I was outside with my girls. My, my oldest daughter celebrated her 10th birthday with some other friends. And she said, I want to have a celebration and I want to have an adventure. Let's go out late night and have marshmallow. Like, on the fire you know it's a bit tricky when it's really windy (laughs) and everybody has their feathered down jackets anyway the point was i saw a lot of stars like abraham he was out there having seen a lot of stars and god spoke to me and says do you see those stars i will make the descendants as, as 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 many as the stars you see and, you know, like, how did he speak to him? I don't know. Maybe it was a thought. Maybe it was an idea. Maybe it was audible. Like he, but he spoke to him. He had a vision. He saw, like, all right, I'm going to have so many descendants like the stars up in the sky. There were more other people. Like Joseph, he had a dream, like a literal dream, and he would wake up and he would tell his his siblings, and they wouldn't really like his dream, and he would have a lot of detours and challenges, but because he had a dream, he stayed the course. And through his dream, the, 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 the people of God, the Jews, the Israelites, got saved through a famine. Peter, in the Bible, he had a daydream, you can say. He was saved miraculously. I'm going to talk about it later. And then he was up there, like really hungry. And suddenly it says, like in the Bible, he saw something. He, God showed him like different animals and said, eat from them. Because, you know, if I say they're clean, they are clean. And, and basically that was the start that helped him to start preaching the good news of Jesus, not only to the Jews, but also to us. So we're part of that dream, part of that answer. I'm glad he had that dream and he followed that dream. But that was not just Peter, that was afterwards Mary. Mary had a dream of like, it was a vision. Angel appeared to her, like you're gonna, you know, fall pregnant and have like the son of God inside of you and your fiance is not going to be the dad crazy right but she had a dream a vision an idea a thought and realized that could be from God I'm going to run with it Esther it was different she was a queen and she was up there in the palace and Suddenly somebody said, maybe you're here for a purpose, exactly for that purpose. And somebody spoke that and it created like, oh, I have, have, or maybe I I have a dream now why I'm here. You see, sometimes God speaks to you through other people. There was John Newton, good old looking guy. (laughs) He was like saved He was like he he, there was slave, he was a slave trader, and then he encountered God and he wrote that amazing song, Amazing Grace, because he realized, oh my goodness, God forgave all my sins, and he had a dream of abolishing slavery in England. And he was an important person, but not just him. That was in America, Harriet Becker Stove. She had in a dream, a literal dream of seeing. A slave, a black guy being ill, and out of that she wrote a a story, Tom's um, Cabin. And that story got sold so many million times, that book. And she had a crucial part in abolishing slavery in America. So God always speaks to us because he likes to reveal his dream, his will for your life. Are you ready for that he reveals his dream to your life? You know, I really pray that he would do that today. Let's read together in Proverbs, because we do need a vision for our life. Here it says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth, (laughs) keepeth the law, happy is he. Amen. (laughs) Hold it. (laughs) Where there is no vision, people perish, and I'm not saying that you perish like you fall down death. But maybe your marriage perishes because there is no vision for your marriage. You're encountering challenges, have no vision for your marriage. I'm like, I'm giving up. Maybe your business perishes because you don't know why you really do what you do and you're making the wrong pick decisions and it perishes. Maybe your health perishes because you have no vision why it's important to live healthy. Because like who cares? Like you'll only live once and like I don't know who, how long and like anyway it doesn't matter if I'm here or not here. If you have no vision you like stuff perishes. In another translation it says it like that. Where there is no revelation people cast off restraint. So the cost of restraint they're like. Who cares, like, a, like a, a horse without a halter? Like, you can't direct it. Like if you have no vision for your life, yeah, you, you can't direct it. You can't lead it. Like I don't like horse already, but if I, I'm on a horse and I can't direct it, it's like my nightmare. Right. <laughs> my daughters, they love horses and they grow on me in the next 50 years maybe. We need a vision for our life. My question is, do you have a vision for your life? Because it's so important for every day. If you don't have a vision why you go to work, it becomes really boring. But when you start to have a vision for your relationships, energy comes into your relationships. Once you have a vision for your health, purpose comes into it. Once you have a vision why you live where you live, suddenly the neighbors that are really annoyed, you're suddenly realizing, baby, God has a plan for me with those annoying neighbors, and there comes purpose in it. If you have a vision where, why you live, because you don't, you're not here by accident. For me, I have a, a vision for my family. I've vid- many visions for many parts in my life, but one for my family. And it's a vision, it's a picture. I have not, not dreamt it in, in the sleep or whatever, but I, it's a picture. When I close my eyes, I see the picture. I could draw the picture. It's a picture of a chair. And I'm sitting on it. And I have all my grandchildren here. And I'm reading them, them a story. And I have my kids discussing about something somewhere in the house. And I have my wife preparing a tea for me. (laughs) You might love, but I do have that picture. You know what? That picture helps me to love my wife today so that she wants to stay with me when I'm old. When I have this picture, I want to invest in my, into my kids that I, so that they hang around me when I'm old. I want to invest into my grandchildren so I want to stay the path so I can be a role model to my grandchildren. Do you see what I mean? It gives me direction, it gives me purpose. And I have to, obviously, just because I have the picture it doesn't change everything, but if I follow those pictures, if they lead me, give me direction, it gives suddenly. It helps me to make the right decision. So, we're gonna look at a couple of dreams. But before that, can there be a dream too big? No, no dream can be too big. And I pray that God gives some crazy dreams to you guys. I pray that God will give you some outrageous dreams. Some dreams that you like, You don't even wanna share with somebody because they say like, who are you to dream that? (laughs) You know, like abolishing slavery, they were like people like, "Yeah, of course you can, no. They say like, who are you to dream that? That can never happen. Sometimes God gives us dreams and we read them in Ephesians 3.20, God is able to do far more than we could ever ask for or imagine. He does everything by his power that he works in us. So God wants to do great things with your life. And I'm wondering, are you aware that he has amazing plans for your life? Are you aware of that? Are you aware that the fact that you're awake today, you have air in your lungs, is because he says, I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. Your life makes difference and I wanna reveal my dreams, my perfect will to you. So let's look at five different kinds of dreams and I have my brother Abe with me. Yes. So we have the God dream but we're gonna take that down and maybe you're here and you're actually saying, "Then I have no dream.
1: No dream.
0: Your picture frame is empty. There's no picture that hangs up there on your wall that shows you why you wanna get up. There is no purpose, you don't like, why, why am I here? There is no dream, and maybe there is no dream because you don't know God who created you, and you have never heard of his great plans for your life, that you are created for a great purpose. But maybe you, you have no dream, but you, you believe in God, but you don't believe that he has a good plan for your life that he has a dream for your life because you maybe have heard that you're like from people around you, from teachers or whatever, that you suck, who are you, whatever, and you created no dream. And my invitation to you is like, stop praying, start reading the Bible. The Bible is full of God's idea for our life and start asking God, what is your idea for my life? We read together a really beautiful verse in jeremiah 33 verse 3 call to me and i will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know call to him it might be as easy as i "God, what do you want to do with my life what's your will for my life why have you given me the passions that you have given me why I am the way that I am? Because you're, the way you are is not by accident. Your dreams and passions and your skills, you have not received them by accident. There was a great purpose behind it because I'm like I'm gonna give you this kind of passions and this kind of skills because I have a purpose for you and I wanna reveal it to you. So start asking that he would fill your picture frame. But all right, maybe you do have a dream it's not empty your, your, your frame, but actually it doesn't fit your frame. It's the wrong dream. <laughs> how, how about you know, it's like, we can have wrong dreams. We're like, ah, oh, they're awesome, but they don't fit our frame. They might not even be bad, but they just are not our dream. They're not the plans God has for my life. He has not given me the skills for that dream. And we're trying to chase something. Maybe it is a dream that just lacks the eternity perspective. It's just a dream about yourself. And I'm not talking it's bad to have some earthly dreams. I, I love like magazines about outrageously expensive houses.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, oh, one day, infinity pool, overlooking Locomaggiore di Gino. It's not bad, but if your dreams only exist of earthly dreams, something is missing and the void that is inside of you will never be filled because God has purposed and planned eternity in your heart and it will only be filled once we receive the dream God has for our life and the God dream always has a perspective for eternity. It's never just limited for this earth. So... Maybe it's a wrong dream and Abe, why don't you share with us one of the wrong dreams you had and how God led you into the God dream.
1: Yes. When I was a young kid, I'm Swiss by the way, my parents suddenly had the idea to be a great Swiss family. So they started doing Christmas cards and send it to teachers, friends, all these people. And I remember I wrote on that card, we only did it once, we never did it again after. I wrote on a card, my dream, my dream was to become a professional football player, soccer. And, and very little under that I wrote, or a pastor. So from a very young age on, God gave me a dream. I, I knew what I wanted to do, I did everything for this vision, everything. And so then I went on, I played a little bit of football, FC Basel, then I went to Scotland and Croatia and America. And then I turned 25, I met my wife, and God tells me, stop football. It's time to be a pastor. I was like, okay. I kind of felt it in my heart stuff was changing because I felt, yeah, I lost somehow the passion for football a bit. It just didn't give me what I thought it would give me. And, and on, the other, on the other hand, God started pouring up stuff in my heart for ministry, for, for being a pastor. So I said, okay, God, I'll do it, no problem. I said, okay, Gina, it's my wife, let's go to Switzerland to my parents' church, my dad is a pastor. Let's learn how to be a pastor. So we did that. And I came back to Switzerland, loved it, beautiful. Uh, Bodensee, Wunderschön, beautiful. And uh, I realized after a year or two, I felt, oh God is speaking to me again. And I felt through, through pictures, I should go back to play football. And I was like, okay, you know God, it's the same way you've always spoken to me, that this has to be from you. So I went, I had a normal job, Got up at 4.30, worked out, went to the job, lunch, worked out again, job, and then worked out again. Three months to get fit again. You know, you have to be fit. So I did all that because I thought I had a dream. God gave me a dream. But then it didn't work out. And I was like, God, but you spoke to me. Why, why didn't it work out? What's the point? What, what did I do wrong? And I realized two things. First of all, my friends, the people who were together with me in Christ, my brother and sisters, not, not even my wife really thought it was a good idea to go back into football. No one said that. Everyone was like, yeah, are you sure? And, and one person said, I don't think that's right. I'm like, I don't know, I'm hearing God, so I'm gonna do it. And I realized I didn't listen to my friends and my people. one had that same vision. We were, we were on a journey together to bring the kingdom to, to Kreuzling and nobody said, no. Nah. So I realized that, and the second thing I realized, and that's, that's much deep, is above all, I wanna do the will of God. You know, and sometimes you wanna do the will of God, but you don't really know, okay, God, what is it? What should I do? How should I do it? And I realized, if I wanna do the will of God, no matter, it doesn't even matter if I start to have a wrong dream, or if I lose my path a bit, God will always make sure I get back on the path, the vision he had planned for me. Amen.
0: (laughs) I want to give a hand. And today, it's our pastor of ICF Winter too, and I'm excited about it. And um, he's still a great soccer player. So maybe it's a wrong dream you have. Maybe, though, it's a faded dream that you have. Um, It's a dream that is dying. It's a dream that suddenly fades out and, like, once you had it, once it was clear, once it had colors, but it's fading away. Maybe you grew up and as a child, exactly like Abe was sharing, you're like maybe God wants to, whatever. I wanna be revolutionizing the banking industry for God. <laughs> Good and you experienced setbacks, went down the wrong path, lost a dream, but you realize actually, if I really think about it, that could be a God dream. So I wanna encourage you, if that's you and you had that, you had a picture in your life, over your life, you had maybe a dream, maybe an idea, maybe a desire that you realize God put into my heart, but it's starting to fade, take it back. Take it back. And you know, it might need some radical steps. Because often it doesn't, because what happens if our dream is fading, we start to develop habits that really not align with our dream. We start developing thinking that doesn't help to achieve our dream. We start maybe making decisions that doesn't lead us to that dream. So if your dream is fading and you realize it's almost dying, Think about, do you want to take it back and then make radical steps? Radical changes. It will need radical change. Can you hear me? It will need radical changes. It's not easily falling back into that dream because you have made decisions that will not align with that dream. So you will have to make crazy changes. In the Bible, we read about it that it it says like, for this reason, I remind you to fan into the flame the gift of God, what God has given you, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Fan into the flame. So I want to maybe you guys, you at home, like fan it, like don't let it die. Pick it up again. Run with it again, amen? So that's the third kind of the dream. And the fourth one is a vague dream. It's a dream that you see, but you can't really exactly say what it is. It's like unfocused. It's blurry. You see something God wants to do in your life, but you don't exactly know how it looks like. And there are two things to do when you have that. One thing is you need to write it down what you do know what God spoke to you. Like I have a couple of dreams, a couple of prophecies, a couple of things I have seen, heard, felt, that I have not written down and I wish I would have written down. Like in Habakkuk we read, you know, like read it down. Write it down so people can run with it. Write it down so that you can remind yourself. And the second thing is, you need to make steps towards that vague dream So it becomes more clear. And I wanna take, bring up like a couple on stage that, uh, where are they? Fehli and Tom, why don't we give them a big hand? Uh, Amazing couple who had a vague dream and is making bold steps towards that. Thank you so much for sharing, Fehli.
2: As a child, it was my dream to go for God into the mission. If I grew up, I made a deal with God. If he wants me to go for him in another country, he has to give me a husband. Ten months later, I met Tom. During our dating time, we both had the feeling that God wants us maybe one day into another country for him.
3: Before some years, I had the impression that God puts me in front of a decision. He asks me if I either want to live my life as I have lived it before, or if I want to expect a new challenge. And if so, he said even more, then I will give you a wife and I will guide you both in that life that I have planned for you. So we both agreed to God's plan and first he started to ask us to let go of things and some of it was not easy and was painful. Um, But yeah, after three years, we thought now is the time we are ready to quit our job, uh, our flat, and uh, Vali was really excited and looking forward to it. But you know, everything turned out completely different. So, in all of that, it was always important for us to do God's will and God's plan, or to try at least to do God's will or hear God's will and not our own.
2: After one year in the Netherlands, with a lot of doubts and questions, We asked ourselves, did you misunderstand him? But in the end, God opens a door for us to visit Senegal for two weeks.
3: You know, in Senegal, you need to speak French. And so we signed up for a language school and uh, we wanted to start learning French in uh, September. And it was not, we were looking forward to learn French. Yeah, we don't like studying French, but it was more a step of faith. And uh, yeah. So we did.
2: In August, we gave all our plans back to God. If he wants, he can change all our plans. God changed our plans in these three weeks. He guided us directly to the project in Iraq. It was a miracle for us. We go step by faith even if we don't know what to expect.
0: Thanks so much for sharing. You know, I love it. In the beginning, there is a heart that wants to do God's will, right? It's always like with Abraham as well. It's a decision, a hard attitude. I wanna do God's will. And then he speaks to us through a dream, a vision. It's vague. It's not completely clear. And then like, I love that you guys made bold steps. Like, I don't know exactly. And I'm like, oh, here and then, But because You want to do God's will. And because you are in movement, God is directing your steps. And it becomes more and more clear. Amen, right? Amen. And I think that's a great picture for our life. To take that on and say, hey, what bold step do you need to take so you see the God dream that is still blurry more clearly? And I want to just... Take I want you to take them like say oh, I want to take that as a, as a as a as a as a role model as an example, and one thing what what we want to do now is not just that your story which I love but you guys are going to Iraq. Um, I've seen it through FaceTime. My sister was there in the camp, the refugee camp in Iraq, and as a church we got it in, into our hearts to really help and support one of those. Um, refugee camps at the camp J, and we had that vague dream and started praying for people and now we have two people there's another person going debbie uh you're gonna join you guys when are you going to iraq in the beginning of november in november uh to help there uh help practically but also bring jesus and one thing what we can do right now and it's maybe a bit weird now but we're gonna take on an offering are you ready an offering because as a church, we kind of like take part of what God is doing there. We wanna, we said we wanna in our reach offering, we wanna expand our borders and we wanna have an impact even further away. And you know, they're making their parts of going, we can do our parts of giving. So why don't you right now think about what do you wanna give towards that dream of having an impact in the refugee camp. We don't know all the details. We, as a church, we got it on our, in, on to, into our hearts to really adopt that refugee camp and send people on our church, but not just send them, but also send money. And now we're gonna take on an offering and the is gonna hand through the buckets and you can give cash in the buckets. If you don't have cash, you can also give electronically. You see the QR code and as you're giving, why don't you give a big hand for Feli and Tom. Thanks so much for sharing. Thanks so much for being here. I thank you guys for everything you give. Um, Because it does make a difference. And it's something we can do. So I love that we can be a part of that story and uh, see what God is doing and hopefully the picture will become more clear. (laughs) Amen? It's really amazing to see the God, the open, the, how God opened up doors in Iraq in that refugee camps, and uh, we're gonna do that. We do that through our partners. Of i say, uh, if you wanna know more about it, visit the website ICF Reach. So, we had a couple of dreams. No dream, wrong dream, fading dream, vague dream. So what is missing is a God dream, <laughs> right? Thanks so much, Abe. Why don't we give Abe a hand? It's a, it's a God dream. That's the kind of dream we want to have. I pray that God will reveal His God ideas to us and we would chase His dream, His will for our life because his dream and his will that picture is characterized with a couple of things it it's characterized with it brings down heaven to earth it honors god it builds the kingdom of heaven it uses what he has given us to fulfill it it gives us purpose direction and ultimately the fruit of it is amazing but you know there's one last thing that I want to share is god is giving you a dream and i pray that today maybe for the first time He gives you one or you pick it up again but important is that whatever dream vision god gives us we are aware of one thing our dream is one puzzle part of god's great dream for humanity his dream of rescuing humanity, of bringing heaven down to earth. And we play a part. It's an important part. It's only one part. And when we do that, we realize it's significant, that part, because a puzzle part that it has one piece empty, missing, is not finished. But it's also, it also humbles us because it shows it's I'm like shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with Nicoline, shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with you, shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with you. And we all are in a great dream of God. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? I want to pray right now. Why don't you stand for a moment? The Apostle Paul, he had the wrong vision, persecuting Christians. God appointed him, another point like encountered him, took away his sight, his vision for some time. Then somebody came and prayed for Apostle Paul. And what happened? He became a new vision. To preach the gospel, and I pray that today maybe you're here, you have the wrong vision, the wrong dream, the wrong picture, or no picture, no vision. But if you encounter God, He can suddenly open up your eyes and realize, Hold on, I'm my life matters every day I have on this earth. I don't know how many days, but it means that God has a purpose for my life. And and there's the purpose somewhere, it needs to fit into his great purpose of rescuing humanity. So why don't you right now, just maybe in your heart say, God, what's your dream for my life? Reveal, I wanna do your will. I want to do what you want to do. Tell him that right now. tell him that because I believe that he reveal will reveal it to you. Tell himself maybe for the first time God, I want to not just run after my dreams, I want to run after your dreams. I want to use the gifts and talents you have given me, the resources, the houses, the cars, the jobs, the neighborhoods, I want to use it for your will. I want to follow your will. Tell him that right now. God, I pray right now that you, through your Holy Spirit, start giving dreams and visions, ideas. Remind of us about our, what, what your plan is for our life.
1: Hey, thanks for watching.